All right, guys, welcome back to the second Big Baller Podcast. You know the starting lineup. We got 10K Wallace. What's good, 10K gang? 10K Wallace in the building. We got AB the Hero. Hey, what's happening? It's your main man, AB the Hero, back again with the podcast. Of course, DKM. DKM the snake in the building. What's good, Fox? <laughs> and me, your boy, Ball Facts, here to give you them facts. And we got a lot of things to talk about. Stay tuned into the end because it's going to be good. It's going to be juicy. We got all the topics that you need to hear about concerning BBB, the family, that other people do not know because they're not on the inside. They don't have the scoop. So the first topic we're going to go with today is, you already know, Lonzo and Zion. I want to hear everybody's take on how good they can be, what they've done, what their future's looking like. Let's go with you first, AB. All right. So I, I watched Zion's first two games back. And I just want to give him a shout out because the, the man, man, he, uh, he a dog out there. Um, I love the first game. You didn't even get the dunks that, that you normally get, but he was outside raining him from looking like Steph Curry from behind the arc. The chemistry between him and Zoe is undeniable, I must say that. And you can tell the difference between Drew Holiday's in the game with Zion. Zion barely can touch the ball. When when it's him and Zoe, he going to go for 17 in three minutes like he did. It should just look immaculate. I think that they could go far. However, I will say that I do believe that they use him. They set my dog Lonzo up with the Zion return. BKM? Bro, I'm with you on, on one thing you say. That Zoe-Zion connection, bro, that is something special in the works. When you see them on the court together, the way Zion like will spin off his man and Lonzo will find Zion with the lob every time. Them two are going to be special together. As for Pelicans making the playoffs, I'm with AB. That's still something we're most likely to see on Disney+. Plus. Man, I love the Lonzo and Zion connection. Like, i just been waiting for so long just because we always waiting for Lonzo Ball and LeBron James to have this type of connection when he was playing for the Lakers, right? Like, we all wanted to see Lonzo and LeBron actually have that, that connection how him and Zion is having right now. So it's just really cool to see, you know, just how good they're just transitioning their game. And, like, you can just tell that once they're – get more comfortable together man they're going to be unstoppable that's why i was saying by next year the pelicans they're going to be something serious and they can keep brandon ingram on top of that man you already know lonzo and brandon ingram already have a good connection when zion williamson you know just get in the mix between those two guys man those three are going to be unstoppable lonzo and zion are gold but the worst enemy they could have would be the pelicans organization that's the only worst enemy that's the only one that can stop them no one could stop them but their organization and what I mean by that is Alvin Gentry. I don't want to go on you too hard, but you got to figure out the identity of your team. You got to find out who you want to control the pace, the ball, to see who gets it, because every possession looks like a different team. We don't know what you're doing and how you're doing it. One time we see Drew come down, pass it to Zion. We're like, oh, it's, it's going to be lit. Okay, even if Alonzo out, at least they're going to feed him. Then next thing, come back down. And somebody else is shooting crazy. You know, Ingram and Drew Holiday have to know who's the first option. And the coach has got to tell them that. Lonzo already knows. He's, he's going to make sure they all eat. Like, I, I know I was the first one to say, we're making the playoffs. But after last night's game, I'm thinking, like, are we going to make the playoffs? And that's not because the team's not good enough. It's just I don't know if the team is going to support this duo. If John Stockton and Carl Malone had a coach then in the, it, that wasn't making John Stockton the, the one to give it to Carl Malone, then the mail would never get delivered. So, you know, Zion is going to be a beast no matter what. But you can be a beast and still lose games because you don't have good ball movement. So if they don't start moving the ball around, 
They're going to beat the Pelicans. They need to get a good cohesive unit out there. Alvin Gentry needs to tell people their roles. And once they know the roles, we can really see Lonzo and Zion connect and we can see the rest of the team feeling where they need to be. And watching them these, this past couple of games, that's what it looked like was hurting them the most. I get that they got him on like a minutes restriction right now. When Zion is in the game, Zion was plus 16 last night. They'd be down by 10. He'd get in, bring him back, and they pull him out. And then there was, I, I want to say the fourth quarter it was, it was the first time when they brought him in. They had the Lonzo where Lonzo didn't get subbed and Lonzo was on the court with him for most of the, that time. I can see them right now trying to figure out if they could, in this worst case scenario, I think that they're trying to do it, is they're trying to see if they could fit the scheme without Lonzo, it seems like to me. And what you seen last night is when it was Lonzo wasn't on the court, it was Holiday, Ingram, it, it just didn't look the same. Zion looked like a perennial all-star when he on the court with, uh, not, I'm sorry, a Hall of Famer, not an all-star. Ooh. Period, by himself, no, just on the court, he looked like an all-star. When he on there with, with Lonzo, he looked like he ready to go to the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? So, But I'm afraid that they trying to, to give Lonzo just enough burn to raise his stock up. And I think that they're going to trade bait him. Yeah, yep. I was just about to say that because I was, I was already seeing, like, they was talking about uh, the Pelicans had talks with the Miami Heat to trade Lonzo Ball and stuff like that. You know, there's already talks. I really feel like the Pelicans really are trying to trade Lonzo Ball. On top of that, I really feel like Drew Holiday is also in the mix, too, because, you know, the Pelicans, they could get a, a get rid of Drew Holiday. I really feel like there's a possibility that Drew Holiday could leave the team and they try to bring in someone else and still, you know, build with Lonzo Ball, you know, keep Brandon Ingram, and, you know, they have Zion Williamson. I don't like seeing Drew Holiday and Brandon Ingram on the court at the same time. I feel like those two guys, they're, like, more like ISO players. You know, Brandon Ingram try to bring up the ball all the time and, you know, just try to get a bucket. And Drew Holiday, he be doing the same thing. But when Lonzo is in the game, he always run the offense. He try to get his players, you know, his teammates open shots and everything. But it's just so different when you really see Brandon Ingram and Drew Holiday on the court together. They love him, though, in the Pelicans organization. David Griffin was talking about like him being an MVP candidate. If it was to come between the two of them, although we can all agree that the offense flows so much better with Lonzo in the game, he keeps everyone involved when Ingram and Drew Holiday are just looking at ISO every time. If it comes between the two of them, you'd be stupid to break up the Lonzo-Zion duo, but they're in love with the Holiday kid. Yep. And you know what? Another little small thing I noticed after that first game, they had the postgame press conference and they had Zion Holiday come out together. And I, I feel like you do that because you're trying to establish that chemistry. And there was a lot of questions that I seen Drew Holiday take over and try to answer for Zion. And, and I feel like they're trying to, to force something there that shouldn't be there if you actually watch them on court. I hope they're not trying to phase him out. And I, I agree. They It would be hard for them to get rid of Drew Holiday. But remember what happened to the Celtics. They got rid of Isaiah Thomas. He was the man there. And then to everyone's surprise, they shipped him out. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're going to get rid of Drew Holiday, even though I would get a bunch of views if they did trade Lonzo because I would have a heartbreaking, anger rant. I don't want that. I just think they, they need to stick in there a little longer. Mm-hmm. But if, if they don't play those two guys together, and they don't, and we don't get to really see what they can do together, then Lonzo could seriously be on the chopping block. Now, everybody knows what I want to see. I want to see the three brothers get on the team. Whatever route that has to take, then let it let it take that. That would be epic, man. Anybody else got Knicks. something to say on that? Oh, I'm man. sick and tired, right? For all my high school years, I was staying up late night to watch the Pelicans with Anthony Davis. 
This man has had the safest job in NBA basketball for the last five or six years. He took over a playoff Pelicans team that went to the eighth seed with Monte Williams and Anthony Davis's third year. He made the playoffs one since every single season. You can go check the stats. He's got off to a terrible start and the Pelicans have been playing catch up from like the very beginning. So at some point, they've got to start looking at the coaches. All I hear in the mainstream media is everyone talking about how good he is as an offensive coach. But I mean, results are just results at the end of the day. And Alvin Gentry isn't getting enough for me with the talent he's had over the last couple of years. I don't I don't disagree with that. In this one instance, I'm going to shoot him some bail and and say that I'm, I'm hoping that because they know the trade deadline is approaching, that he's, he's intentionally doing crazy stuff with the lineups just so he can prove his point that the real keepers on that team is Zoe and Zion. And uh, and so he's just trying to really show that. And I'm hoping that's what he's trying to do. And I think that if he make that call, the GM or the head coach, they, they deserve like executives of the year for if they could pull a decent trade off for Drew Holiday and keep the basically the Lakers together. <laughs> I think that I think that's what they should do. They should try to trade Drew Holiday because I really feel like the Pelicans could really get something out of Drew Holiday and their team is already young. If, like I said, they can keep Brandon Ingram, they have Lonzo, and they got Zion Williamson. If they can bring in someone else to trade for Drew Holiday. You know, the Pelicans really could have a real fresh start for next season. I like Andre Drummond. All right, moving on. Next, we got to talk about the $100 million kid. Some people don't believe he still is, but guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You've all heard the news. He's gone. He has left the NBL. So what do you guys think about him leaving, why he, why he left, what his next moves are, just about the whole situation entirely? Let's go with uh, 10K Wallace. What you think? Well, honestly, we all know the reason why he left because he's getting ready for the NBA draft. And it's a good decision because, like I say all the time, he already proved his point playing overseas. A lot of people just wanted to see if LaMelo Ball was going to live up to the hype. So LaMelo, in my opinion, he already proved his point. He just got to get ready for the 2020 NBA draft. He's already going to be a top three pick. On top of that, why would he risk getting injured again? You know, if he would have returned to the NBA, you already know those grown men. Like, they know this guy's going to go to the NBA. So, you don't, you don't even know these guys' attention. They could try to hurt LaMelo. They could try anything. So I'm just glad that, you know, he's just sitting out and just getting prepared for the 2020 NBA draft. DKM? I feel like when we had this conversation in the last podcast, a part of us always wanting to see him come back, cross up RJ Hampton, play against the Sydney Kings and New Zealand <laughs> Breakers. We all wanted to see that. But this probably does make the most sense, especially with that rumored 100 million on the table. An injury would jeopardize that if he gets hurt. I mean, what, what really more could he do now to improve his draft stock? We said in the last podcast that where Melo goes in the draft will likely depend on the pre-draft workouts and the, the draft lottery order. Because if the Warriors get the number one pick, let's say, do you know what I mean? Are they going to draft another guard when they've already got Melo and not Melo Curry, Clay and D'Angelo? But as for setting out the NBL, I mean, I'm not surprised, to be honest. Hawks have got nothing to play for. They ass, they suck. And I don't even want to talk about the Elwara Hawks just now, bro. Hmm. Like you said, I, I would have loved to see him make a return. The one thing that I like about him sitting out is, is, a, is to my understanding, is he's still like in Australia. So he didn't leave the team all the way. He's just not playing anymore. That's correct, right? Yeah, there's, re like, yeah. Like, like he, there's reports that he left. But as far as anyone can see, he's still over there. Yeah. And so as long as even if he did leave, as long as the reports say that he's still over there with the team, 
and getting that work and, and kind of keeping his head space in that in that like I'm still a professional basketball like player mindset. I, I love that whole thing. You know what I mean? What I would have hated to see him do is leave and then be back over in, in Chino Hills, you know what I mean, training on the hill. You know what I mean? Like right now. Yeah, and 24-hour fitness getting runs. I, I like what he got going right now. As long as he stay over there, put the work in, it seems like Jermaine Jackson and the team and all of that stuff is going to have him prepared excellently for these, these pre-draft workouts. And I think that there's so many people in Australia who invested in this because if he comes and does great and, and gets a number one pick, it's a good look for the NBL. So over there, they're going to have to pour in all the resources for him that they can in order to make that happen. I think that if he comes back here, obviously they got all the money in the world, but the first time LaMelo lifted weights was at Spire. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I want to see him over there on the schedule of a professional athlete and doing his thing. Yeah, he definitely still need to stay. Like Honestly, I don't think he should even leave because even though he's not playing, he should still stay and just still learn as in being a professional athlete because he's getting ready to enter the NBA. He's going to be his own man. So LaMelo, he still has to learn how to carry himself as a professional basketball player. So he definitely still need to stay because there's so much he still need to learn. This kid, he's still a kid. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I agree with that. I hate to be the black sheep of the family, but um, the first time he lifted weights was in, Ch- was in Chino Hills. It was not inspired. This I man mean, was in the garage putting in work. That's what and I would never, ever <laughs> spit on them hills in China. He said, I wouldn't want to see him back in, in Chino running the hills. Do you remember Rocky when he went back to the locker room and, and beat up the meat again when he went back and got to the grittiness? Then he made a comeback. I could okay. never say any of that. So that's where I'm going to stand with that. But I moving got on, the NBL, they ought to give this man roses. They shouldn't be upset, and they're not. I just was on social media today. They posted something today about LaMelo showing that when uh, Lonzo was watching the LaMelo highlights. The NBL is just saying thank you for what mm-hmm. you've done in, in a short period of time. Lay out the roses. Let the kid walk across them. You are going to get some great prospects now, NBL. Like You guys are set up. It, it was a good look for you. That was the best move you've done since the, the day that you created that league was get it, um, LaMelo ball. And so you guys put some respect on LeVar's name, too, since he he brought you guys that product. And you guys should have definitely let LiAngelo in because nothing but good things would have come from that. It's good for him to leave. You know, if that's what he feels he needs to do, I'm not his with his ankle or whatever, his his foot. So he knows how his foot feels. And I'm glad that he's leaving based on that's his best decision. Yeah, I, I will say when I was saying he's first time he lifted weights, I meant like like real, real weights. And Chino, he was on the weights. They was in the garage and all of that stuff. but. You know what I'm saying? He looked a telephone pole. Right now, he looked like a, a free safety. You know what I'm saying? Bro, that was mainly puberty. He's lifting at 15, 14. That had nothing to do with the garage. Do you see how big, big ganking LeVar was lifting in the garage? Come on now. We can go to prison. Yeah. They basically lift in the garage. But, we can't do that. We can't do that. But I do get what yeah. you're saying. Stay wherever you can progress. If you've already done Chino Hills, maybe it's taking you to a certain point. And so now, you know, keep going up. I disagree a little bit, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think now him and Zoe is, is damn near the same size. Are you sure Lonzo's Zoe. pretty big, man? No, Lonzo's, Lonzo's bigger. No, Lonzo's Lon- definitely bigger. Yeah, I feel like Lonzo's bigger, but like for LaMelo, I feel like we just started to see his body transformation when he went overseas because when he was just playing at Spire Institute last year, he was still skinny. Mm-hmm. You can now see how much muscle he has gained once he went overseas. So that's how I really feel like he should still stay overseas and just lift weights and just, you know, 
still try to get bigger and just get ready because but when you look at LaMelo from Spire, Chino Hills, and even the JBA, he was looking the exact same, same weight, same size, same everything. Yeah. But now that he's overseas, you can actually see how much weight he has put upon, like on his body, how much muscle he has gained. Yeah, so you can tell 10K. it's a big Yeah. No, no. Overseas does not put weight on you. It's literally the, the man hit regular puberty. He had a bird chest <laughs> no. because he was just a little bitty boy. When he was doing when he was doing the JBA uh, world tour, he was a he was overseas. That wasn't it. Lonzo got big over here. Lonzo didn't go to Europe. He didn't go to nah. China. He didn't go to Africa. Many I'm not just saying he gained weight. I'm just saying he was literally lifting more weights yeah, when exactly. he went overseas. Let me just say that. He was lifting more weights once he went overseas. But and I remember watching an episode on Ball and the Family. LeVar Ball even said himself he was getting on LaMelo because he was like, look, man, you got to you gotta tighten up. You got to start hitting these weights. You finna go to the NBA. like." And he was getting on LaMelo because LaMelo was just acting so lazy like he was just trying to lift and all that stuff and lavar was like no you finna play against these grown men like Back. you need to start hitting on weights and get bigger because yeah. it's not gonna work out for you and lonzo he do that too lonzo was skinny at ucla but once he got like what after his first year uh with the lakers then we yeah. started to see lonzo's transition he started to get bigger more stronger same with Lamelo. well ain't no way you're gonna get 35 and no being really, really big and heavy. They had to be slim and trim for what they had to be slim and trim for to run the marathon, to basically wipe the floor with teams in the fourth quarter. I agree with you, 10K. He basically did get more discipline and more focus going overseas, surrounded by the professional facilities, the professional trainers, you know, uh, Jermaine helping him eat right and focusing on his body. So it was definitely a good move. One last thing. I'll say... Because when when they did the JBA and JBA USA tour, like it was just strictly all basketball. So I think that they got a lot of great experience because they started playing against grown men and and guys who were dogs and hungry. And this was like the the carrot in front of everybody. We need to eat type of vibe for those dudes. But I think that what I'm seeing from Melo now, even mentally. He just seemed like a so much more mature person, body wise, mentally. When you just sit down and talk with him, you listen to him talking these interviews. He just he feels so much more like a pro. A lot of people try to make it like he, you know, his his only pro stints were in Lithuania and and here in the NBL. He was a pro with the JBA. They was definitely cutting the check. And uh, but his his old mentality around the game is so much different now. And I'm excited for him to go ahead and get that that first pick in the draft. Don't say that he was they was cutting the check, man. They tried to get him in the NCAA and say he didn't receive any money. What you saying, man? You hey, calm that down. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going there. <laughs> they was trying to get him in the NCAA because they want like Lamelo wanted to play college ball. That's why they was trying to get him in the NCAA. Like it's not like honestly they didn't even care about Lamelo ball playing college ball. It's just Lamelo wanted to play college ball himself. So they tried yeah. to do everything in their power to get him in there. But they knew. They all knew what was going to happen. Even Lonzo. Lonzo knew the whole time that he wasn't going to be able to play. They knew what was best for them. They would have had Mel in the NCAA. Because then you wouldn't have this rival in the NBL to worry about months down the road, years down the road, whatever. Because so many people, when they see LaMelo get one of those top three picks, they're going to be like, oh, we, we don't need the NCAA anymore. We can go and create our own path. Like, LaMelo has taken mm -hmm. the most obscure route to the NBA than ever before. Like, mm -hmm. this man's played in, like, his dad's league, Lithuania, Australia, high school twice. Like, he's done his own thing. And still, talent has prevailed. And if he gets that number one pick, it's going to revolutionize the game forever, in my wow. opinion. No, actually, man, you said something right there. And that's that's a fact. If they knew what was good for them, they should have just let him go ahead and play. 
because you're right they finna start the 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 train to australia and everywhere else it just don't make no sense and if rj hampton go top 10 it's over for the ncaa now with all this talk about Lamelo and where he's gonna be going and all this stuff amongst the things that he's got going on as far as his training as far as his injury as far as leaving the nbl people are approaching this guy We've heard from a credible source that people think is not credible, but he's a credible source, a professional player, analyst. They want to endorse him. They want to give this kid a bunch of money. And if you look at just the scope of the sports world, who would believe that no one wants to endorse him? There was a recent episode on Facebook where they show LeVar and he's kind of a little bit disturbed. And he says, if LaMelo doesn't sign with the brand, he's turning his back on the family. So I want to hear how you feel about that, DKM. I feel like if LeVar is what he preaches, all about his boys first and foremost, then if Melo truly wants to take that $100 million, he has every right to do so. Because the ball, all three of the ball bros have already given the big baller brand a chance. The brand ended up having to relaunch from scratch. You know I mean, someone who they took in as one of their own allegedly turned their back on them, stole some money, whatever. So Lonzo, do you know what I mean? His situation, things didn't quite work out as well with big baller brand as it should have for Lonzo. We would hate to see the same thing happen to Lamelo, especially with the potential 100 million on the line. So really, it's all up to Lamelo's decision. I know Lavar is going to say what he needs to say to keep his ball sons in line. Do you know what I mean? This is something they've created together. As sad as it would be to see it go, but this decision has to be Melo's, and I don't think there should be any pressure on him to go either way. Tin K. Honestly, y'all remember the last podcast when we was talking about um, Lamelo Ball signing with a different brand and still having the MB1 and stuff like that. That this right here proves my point that LeVar Ball will not allow that to happen. If LaMelo Ball ends up signing with another brand, that MB1 is gone. He's not keeping that MB1 because that MB1 is with Big Baller Brand. And that's what I was trying to tell y'all at first. It's just like MB1, ZO2, G3. That makes up Big Baller Brand. And if LaMelo decides to take a different route, that MB1 is not coming with him. You know, he might, it's just going to be LaMelo. That, like, that, and that's why I was just trying to tell you guys, like, there's no way that LaMelo Ball can keep that if he don't stay with the big baller brand. To me, man, this is like one of them classic examples of when folks say like family and business don't mix. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because if if LeVar wasn't Melo's dad and he was saying like, we put you on, we got you to where, you know what I mean? He had the same gripe and he's like, and now you're going to leave us. I, I could understand him even even if he didn't think it was true, like you turning your back on the family. like. But I could understand him as a CEO doing and saying whatever it takes to keep your star athlete in the brand. But then when you look at the fact that your star athlete is also your son, your youngest son, your baby boy, to think that if he does what's best for him or what he feels like what's best for him at this young age in life, that you may actually be the one who turns your back on him. To me, that would be crazy because I don't think LaMelo signing with somebody else is him turning his back on the family. I think that if he turns, if he makes that decision, Melo is going to take care of them regardless. Lavar is going to be somebody who, if it, no big baller brand or not, he ain't got to work another day in his life. That to me is one of this like the dark side of this whole thing of of him coming at him like that. And and hopefully that's just some like Facebook TV stuff. I would like to see Lamelo go and 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 do what's best for him if that's taking the money. Because the money to me has got to be more than $100 million regardless. Anyway, I think the $100 million price point is way too low for what he offer. Okay, but I honestly feel like LaMelo should do what's best for him. When you just look at it from his side, 
LeVar has been talking, he has been praising LaMelo, always saying, oh, LaMelo's the best ball brother. LaMelo, he's the youngest. He's the best. Like, it's like he was already planning LaMelo's future. Like, he wants LaMelo to stay with Big Baller Brand because he already had been talking so highly about LaMelo. And now that LaMelo is, might go a different route, he finally is about to enter the NBA and he's going to go a different route. LaVar Ball is just like, whoa, whoa there. Like, no, like, it don't work like that. Like, I thought you was on my side, you know? I mean, that's why when you just look at it from LeVar's side, that's how he felt. And that's why he feel like LaMelo should stay with the big baller brand because he always have been praising LaMelo, saying LaMelo is going to be the best. LaMelo, he's this. LaMelo's that. And now that LaMelo might end up going a different route, LeVar is just like, no. like You have to just picture it. You have a group of people, whether it's family or not, and you come up with a plan. You got the game plan, and it's time to execute the plan. And along the way, somebody defers from that plan it's automatically going to look like they're turning their back on the group. LeVar didn't say if LaMelo signs with another group, he can't come back to the house and we can't eat and I'm not going to cook him no waffles and pancakes in the morning. He didn't say that because it's not that. Him and Tina will never turn her back on him. The plan he drew up to create their own, to make generational wealth from their own sweat equity was the plan. And for them to go outside of that, pick another way, whether they think it's right or wrong, it just differs from the plan. So it just looks like some traitor stuff. Let's say we got this podcast, you know, we're doing good and blah, 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 blah. And then let's say AB the hero all of a sudden makes a big baller podcast and but steps out and signs it. And we look up, he's on ESPN, he signed with somebody else and we're not there with them. We're going to feel a type of way because we had a plan to do this together, to take over the Internet, to put out the content together, to have the platform where everybody can come get their big baller news. And that's just it's going to feel a certain way. But I, I know that LeVar's not going to turn his back on his family because that's different than everything his parents taught him. He's going to be sad. He's going to be disappointed. He's going to have a lot of people laughing in his face saying, I told you so. You thought your family was strong. You thought you guys stay together. One hundred million dollars is what will buy your son, you know, his loyalty from you. You're not this. You're not that. If I, we separate you guys, you got a price. And it is going to hurt. And LeVar is going to have some interviews where he's going to get hot and he's going to get heated. And then he's going to have some times where he goes silent. You're not going to hear from him. And it's going to be basically roadmap on how to destroy a family business. It really is. If there's one chink in the armor, everybody exploit the one who it seems to be their fault. So Alan does this supposedly. And it's LeVar's fault supposedly. So attack LeVar. Get the other ones away from them. And when, when they're separated from them, bring the sweeter deal and tell them this is how much you'll get. And then they just leave. I agree with LeVar. I'm not going to turn my back on LaMelo. I'm not going to stop making videos on him and reporting. I'm ball facts. So if it has to do with the ball, I'm going to report it. But I will say you did defer from the plan. Do what you guys were brought up and trained to do to keep it in the family. And so it says $1 million, $100 million. You never turn your back on that. They value money even more than family. And it's the plan of it. It's not just, well, if I get $100 million, if he gets it, he can give this much to LeVar and give this much to Tina and give this much to them. They don't want that. They want to see the plan executed. I agree. And I think that the big baller brand, this is what like LeVar has said multiple times. I just seen an interview with him on TMZ. The big baller brand is LeVar Ball. From jump, that's his baby. That's his thing. And like where I could see where LaMelo would even have doubt is obviously where they at right now. They're trying to relaunch. Right now, it would be the whole brand is relying on him at this moment of if he is with it, then he is taking up the torch from LeVar and trying to carry it across the finish line. If you watch the, and we'll talk about him a little later, um, Alan Foster, 
his whole like lawsuit and all of the claims that he made of of what he and his involvement and how he helped craft the BBB and his part and all of that stuff. But one of the things that was interesting about all of that is that the only persons who have ownership in the brand is the like adults at this point. And LeVar has said this a bunch of times. The only money that the boys was making from BBB is off shoe sales. So they've been putting work in for the brand, repping it hard for the past couple of years and then making money off how much shoes, not even merchant T-shirts, but just shoes that they sold. So I could see how LaMelo at this point would be very like cautious. It's not like he feel like, damn, I've been making all this money from BBB for these past couple of years. And then now we cro- carrying it across the finish line. If you go to like the BBB Instagram page at the moment, you'll probably see more pictures of like Jordan Ray on there in the last probably 16 months than LaMelo and them. It's because they for a while have not probably felt like they're a part of the brand and they've been trying to to kind of separate. So I think that there's some tension there that to the public is not as obvious as like it really is. You know what I'm saying? You've seen in the the videos where him and Lonzo was going at it and he was like, dang, every time my dad come around, he asks me about BBB. So then they just don't go around him that much. Those type of situations get created and it can get ugly from there. It's a money thing and it's a dreams thing all together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The thing is like, if you ask LeVar this two years ago about what's Big Brother brand, he would say it's my three boys. As of lately, he's been kind of defensive and he'll say, like, it's me, it's me. And he's only made that transition because it's unclear to him that his boys will yeah. stay. So it's not that he wants to say that it's all LeVar. Literally, he wants to give it to them, but yeah. they got their hands behind their back. So in order to keep the brand moving, he's holding the ship up, but he doesn't want to take all the money, take all the sales. Like, he really wants to give it to them. In their infancy of just being immature and things like that, he couldn't just put everything in their name. They they just hooped. They didn't know all that much. But at the time, he was ready to give it to them. By that time, it was like they were kind of like, you know, sucked into the world and ready to be done with it. They're ready to be done with it more so because the shit has hit the fan. This is the wrong time to now be like, the brand is all me. This is where you're supposed to be doubling down with, this is about the boys. Like, it's nothing without them. And not at the moment of like publicly continuing to say like, this is all me. This is LeVar. I, I think that if he want them to sign, like there's a humbleness that has to happen, that he has to like, just be like, this is strictly about the boys. I think you mentioned it last week, where it's like Jello is now a more leadership role. He taking over. Like, I think that those type of things have to happen more to make it feel like this is like the brand. You're that- right. Everyone says I agree with LeVar every time, but you're right. There is some humbling that needs to take place. And that's why I dropped that video. I dropped that video to show the masses that the real intent of LeVar's true purpose from the beginning was to build something up that he could hand to his sons. And by these unfortunate chain of events, he's regressing now to say that it's him. But that's not really what he wants. What he would love to do is have lamello lonzo leangelo all come up to a table and say we want to control this much this much of the brand we want this much percentage of the money we, we got some new people going to come in to do the designs for this for this and this and that and he sh- look back and go whoa wow 
you guys are really going to take it and take it to the next level. But when you don't hear it from your son from a, for a week and when this one over here doesn't want to meet, you know, you start feeling some type of way like the world has gotten to them. And now you're holding this flag that you've been running around with screaming, B, 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 this is all we're doing. We're taking to the top. And then you look to your left. One son is gone. You look to your right. The other son is gone. You start to feel like the troops are being depleted. So now you feel you got to hold the flag even higher. And so that's why I hope there's somebody around there in the camp who can say the tough things to LeVar that he might not want to hear or say the things that might be sensitive, but have the best intentions for him, for the boys, for the brand. Honestly, in my opinion, I don't know if you guys will agree with this, but I truly feel like Lonzo Ball right now has most of the power when it comes to the big baller brand. Because when you just think about it, it's like Lonzo is mentoring LaMelo. I honestly feel like the reason why LaMelo is not sticking with the big baller brand right now is because he's listening to Lonzo. Lonzo right now himself is don't even know if he wants to stay with the big baller brand. If Lonzo would come to the table and just tell LeVar, look, how much you want to bet LaMelo Ball would be like, okay, let's do it. And of course, Lienzo, he's still with the big baller brand. So everything will come together all simple and perfect. But the reason why it's not coming together so simple is because Lonzo. Lonzo is the main person that's telling LaMelo, Look, I don't know if you should go to the big ball brand right now. Like, I want you just to weigh out your options. Right mm -hmm. now, I'm weighing out my options. It's like LaMelo is literally looking up to Lonzo and just yeah. following everything Lonzo is doing. Probably 100% true, and I don't know that for certain, but he's the oldest brother. He's been through it. Lonzo is the one who is, like, where everybody wants to be in the NBA. Part of the biggest issue that they're probably having at the moment is since these boys were kids or men were kids, they've been, you focus on basketball and I'm going to run this. And now all of them are at this critical point in their basketball careers where Lonzo is fighting this whole like you a bust thing, trying to reestablish himself in the NBA. Jello is trying to get in the NBA. LaMelo is trying to get in the NBA. He all been all over the world. And then now they at a place where it's like, I know you're focusing on trying to be the number one pick in the draft, but also we need you to take care of this business. We need you to step up and do a role over here. We need you to do this. And I'm sure that Lonzo is probably telling him when I was trying to do that, I was all over the place. Right now, I'm having the best season of my career, and it's just because I'm focused on basketball. And I don't know Jermaine Jackson, but as a hooper who's been to the league, he probably telling LaMelo as well, focus on basketball and not so much the brand. One thing we do have to bear in mind, LaMelo and Lonzo, Lonzo specifically at the moment, has sacrificed so much mm -hmm. already. So it's understandable mm -hmm. that he's at a point now having been taken advantage of allegedly i need to say allegedly we'll get into that later um completely understand why he'd now pass his knowledge on to his younger brother be like yo be careful because i trusted this and look where it got me i'm now wearing nikes every game can you imagine though if when that came out that alan supposedly took the money after the game she tells uh ramona says you know this and this and that and then lonzo says so somebody stole from bbb Oh, no, we ain't going to have that. And he went on the assault and not mean like a bad press thing, but he was just like, we're going to be bigger and better and stronger. And he didn't cover up the tattoo and kept on hooping in the shoes because the new shoes were not messed up like where they'd be. A lot of it lies with Lonzo. He put the question in the other son's minds. Like when he said, I might, I'm not going to do it. They thought to themselves, like, I never thought about getting out of BBB. We can do that. What? And so now you got Jello thinking about it, which, of course, he turned it down. You got LaMelo thinking about it. And he's like, shoot, like A.B. said, big bros in the, in the league. So what he's saying, you know what I'm saying? That's probably gold. 
I feel like the boys are trying so hard to stay like committed to the brand, but for Alonzo Ball, man, he has literally been like the punching bag for the big baller brand. Like every time something goes wrong with the big baller brand, it's like Lonzo is always somehow in the midst of it. Like he had to deal with all of the backlash and just imagine how much of that mentally he had to deal with. And on top of that, still playing with the Los Angeles Lakers, trying to get his game together, playing alongside LeBron James. People want to see Lonzo, see how good he can do. Like, it was just so draining for Lonzo Ball mentally when it came to the big baller brand. That's why I understand why he's at where he's at right now. I mean, he's having the best season of his career right now. And it's just like, I just really feel like Lonzo Ball, he's just so tired. Like, he really is just tired mentally with the brand. Some people are built for it and some aren't. Like you got some single mothers right now working three jobs to support their two kids, different baby daddies, you know, picking them up from daycare, tired, and they're going to work their butt off multitask to get things done. And I'm not I'm just saying, like, some people are built for different things. Maybe, you know, the tough skin that LeVar has, Lonzo doesn't have. He might not just want to deal with the drama. He just wants to hoop. He don't want to have any bad press. So, you know, that just may be what it is. I think what it is is. Up until this stuff happened with Alan Foster, when you talk to LeVar or, or Alan or anybody in there, they always say LeVar is in control of basketball and Alan Foster is in control of the brand. Like it's a two-headed monster. That's why it worked. They don't step on each other's toes. LeVar ain't asking Alan about the money and Alan not asking LeVar about the boys and, and how they play basketball. For the boys, they never really had to worry about the day-to-day functions of the brand. Their mindset is, you're just playing basketball. We're going to take care of all of this other stuff. So I think that the reason why they just not all gung-ho to take it over is because, yeah, they haven't been groomed to be like the CEOs of this company. They've been groomed to be maybe the faces of it or like sponsored athletes. And so I think that over time they could get themselves into a place where they'll be like able to run the company and handle the business. But I don't think that that's something that you could flip the switch on. And then all of a sudden be like, Alan Foster gone now, you the CEO, you got to make all of these business moves, which is why you see him. The first thing he did, which is hella smart is go hire folks who know what they're doing to then take over where Alan Foster left off. You know what I mean? So I don't think that the boys are in position to do that. And I don't think LeVar is in position to just be like, all right, now I'm calling 100% of the shots. I'm sending out all the emails. So I I think that they are built for it, man, but it's just going to take them some time. And I feel like the sad part is that the brand feels like because it was so big, they don't have the time. Like if LaMelo signs the deal, it's going to feel like the brand died. And and I think to say it's now or never. Yeah, that's the sucky part. It's now or never. Before we get to the next subject, anybody got something to say on, on that topic? LaMelo leaving the brand and LeVar saying if he does, he's turning his back on the family. I got one thing related to Jell, right? Someone says how Jell's already go. locked in. What's his other options? He got options. Jell got options like Melo, 100 million? Not like Melo, but he got options. I think that's it. Jell is still a popular person. That's why they signed him with the OKC, is because. Even if you ain't played in 18 months, we still going to give you a shot because you jello ball. So he's got options. Are they as big as Melo? Are they as big as um, Lonzo's? Probably not. But I think that people sleep on the fact that he could get an endorsement deal from somebody. Even if it's Fashion Nova, he could get a check right now to, to be wearing somebody's brand. I mean, Big Baller Brand giving Jello a check. He can do all that Fashion Nova stuff with Big Baller Brand. As you can see, that last podcast, we was talking about him modeling 
all that fashion over stuff, he can do that with Big Baller Brand. I honestly feel like Lonzo is never going to lead a Big Baller Brand. Even if LaMelo or Lonzo decide to not stay with the Big Baller Brand, I don't know. I just feel like Lonzo is just going to be that one son that stays with the brand for some reason. I just don't know why. Because he won't have any offers quite like his two brothers. That's what I yeah. think. But let's, okay. let's get on to the next topic. Uh, yeah. On you go, Fox. Before, before we go on to the next topic, see, it's one thing to go and try to get a check. It's another thing to write your own checks. Leangelo's doing is like what AB said the other br- brothers aren't willing to do. They just want to play basketball. Leangelo's already proved he can play basketball, even though other people will say otherwise. He's going to take the time to learn the business side because Jello can still go over to China and get a check from them for playing basketball. He can still go overseas, London. Everything is not closed for him. He can still do what LaMelo did this year in the NBL somewhere else overseas and get his stock back up if that's what he wants to. Start doing interviews and talking more like LeVar. If he starts saying his stats out of his mouth, what he's done and what he can do and what he will do, and then go get on a team, he's going to get an endorsement. Of course, he can go get one from one of these little GQ things and such and such, but he's trying to write his own checks. That's why he's starting from the bottom. That's why he's learning the business. If you know anything about the people that have become really great, they start at the bottom like that. In, in a sense, you're right. Nobody's giving him the endorsement deal. But do you really want that? You know, that sometimes that's the worst thing you could do is to get a paycheck because then you'll never go start your own business. Jello is going to be the one who... No matter what, it's gonna be the he gonna be with the brand and he's gonna be the one that brings it back. So even if Lamelo go off and do sign a deal with somebody else in a couple years, if Jello holds the brand down the right way, I think that you'll see them all kind of form like Voltron back underneath the brand in in a few years if they don't stay with it right now. So the beautiful thing about Jello and his position, like you said, of being a person who probably gonna always be rocking the BBB. Right, hold on. I just quickly want to get this in because there's been something I've been wanting to speak about on this podcast for a while. If Jello's all in on BBB, if this thing in the G League doesn't work out, he needs to go to the London Lions. London is one of the biggest markets in the world. And the London Lions also have a reality TV star who's massively famous over here in Britain with a huge female following. He's got like 2.2 million followers on Instagram. Jello's got like 2.4 million. So they're around the same level in popularity. If you had those two on the same team, not only for Ball and the Family content, would you have a natural reality star alongside Jello? You would have them two leading the biggest market in like basketball over there in London. It would just be perfect, and that's what I'm rooting for if Jello doesn't make the NBA. That could be an option, though. That could, but I really feel like Leandro still need to focus on the summer league because if he don't make like you know a G League team with the OKC City Blue team or whatever, he still needs to get ready for the summer league. The summer league is what's really the big thing for Leonzo Ball right now. He's been trying to play in the summer league the past two years. I think that this OKC Blue thing is prepping for that. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he just trained with them this whole entire season and made his, like, official debut in the summer league. I think the summer league thing is a Ooh. lock. I'm going to tell you all this. That's there true. has been more people coming to watch the practice with the G League than ever before in OKC. There's been certain people that come de- that has come down to watch Jello play. I'm letting y'all know that here, and those are facts, yep. not speculation, not hyperbole. Good sources and facts. I'll second that. I've heard nothing but positive things about Jello in the G League as well. Now that I think about it, I remember it was before the summer league when Levar Ball told everybody that Leonzo Ball will be uh, undergoing surgery on his ankle. He's just getting ready for the summer league next year because Levar even said himself that Leonzo Ball is going to be preparing for the summer league. It makes sense now that I think about that. Now, without any further ado, let's get to the man himself that's smiling 
all over there in Bora Bora, Costa Rica. He's traveling the world doing tours, smiling and listening to a computer voice ask him questions. We got to get to Alan Foster. We just give a little backstory to those who don't know. Alan Foster is the guy who's came out with the Alan Foster official YouTube channel and just basically has a lot of publicity talking about the boys, talking about the business and still trying to be a businessman and using Big Brother brand as his number one reference and saying he did it all. And, you know, he can do it for you. He, you know, he's basically running for president on the Internet. And so we have a lot of people that hate him. Then you have a lot of people that listen to his side of the story and they uh, identify with him. 10k wallace how do you feel about alan foster what he's done do you think he's done what they accused him of and um his recent stint on the internet well i mean i'm not 100 sure if what he did is true but i don't respect alan foster the reason why i don't respect him because i just feel like the brand was doing so good man like alan foster really was big when it came to the big ball brand he was really doing his part he was helping his brand a lot I don't know. I don't 100% know the situation, but I just really feel like if Alan Foster would have just stayed loyal to the brand and just would have kept working together with LeVar and just kept going, you never know. Anything could have happened behind closed doors that we don't know about. It's, it's a tough situation. It really is a real tough situation. And that's why I haven't really made videos about Alan Foster's situation. Now, let's hear from DKM. We know you got pictures with this guy. You've been around him. And so what do you got to say, DKM? Bro, right, I, I gotta check you on that. How you gonna go through my Instagram and pull up a photo from two years ago of me and Alan Foster and make it out as if that's somewhat recent? <laughs> Bro, everybody <laughs> knows that you've been trying to get an interview with this man. Stop playing. We don't know what's yeah, going on behind closed doors. Right, I, I don't know what your life experiences are like, but from my life experiences, whenever there's a whole lot of drama going on, there's usually two sides to every story. Me wanting to have Alan Foster on my channel for an interview is I want to ask him questions that I'm not sure about so we can try and get to the bottom of this as creators. I want to know what he's got to say because I feel like he's holding back in his videos to an extent and I feel like Alan Foster was too important to the big baller brand for him to just wake up one morning and steal the money. That's not me saying he's completely innocent. And if LeVar wanted to do an interview on it with me, which he won't, I'd be open to that as well. And that's all you got to say. You don't have nothing to say that you think he did it or not. My position very clear on what I think happened to the money. Now, I'm not sure if I have the evidence or whatever to back up. I feel like hit the money when I say this. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a lot of the money was mismanaged, potentially going overseas with the JBA USA team. Just get to it. You think LeVar stole the money and lied on Allen? Is no, that what you're no, saying? No, I don't think LeVar stole the money. I think... Personally, from what I've seen so far, from the information I have from both sides, two, two people were at fault here. And I don't think either of them are completely innocent. AB the hero? I, I respect what he, DKM just said. I do think that the shit always trickled down. You know what I'm saying? So you have to look at the people up top. And then all of those actions affect all the way down to what we just talked about with LaMelo and Lonzo and how they feel about the brand. Where I always get caught up with the Alan Foster thing is I don't know if, if he did it or not. I watched some of his videos and I seen where he was like his lawsuit up there. And I, I damn near read the whole thing just because I, I feel like I know some of the story. So I was looking at some of the narratives in there. And I feel like, honestly, if you read through the stuff that he posted in that lawsuit, it does give you a somewhat more clear picture of how the, the formation of the BBB as we know it today is. It is always tough for me because I feel like I know him. You know what I'm saying? I met him before. I spent some time with him, talk with him. You know what I'm saying? Same way I talk with LeVar, spend some time with them. I think that in this instance, people give him too much credit for tearing it down, but then also, but not enough credit for 
what he did to build it up in the first place. If there was no Alan Foster, I don't know that there's a BBB the way it is today. I, I don't know, man. That's a, it's a it's a crazy. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You you can't have a, a child and then you shoot the child down and then we come out and talk about how you raised the child. Nobody's going to worry worry about what you did to build it. We're going to worry about what you did to break it down. Well, because evidence, that's what's well, relevant. So evidence. Hold on. Hold on. All the evidence is on his YouTube channel. This is breaking it down. When you come out and you say, Tina, she's a cheater. She's been cheating their whole life and doing their homework. Lonzo's hurt. His ankle's messed up. He's going to get hurt again. Uh, LaMelo, he's not smart. He, he doesn't have an education after 13. And we're going to basically try to get him not drafted by saying, oh, that'll be so great if the NBA starts taking high school dropouts. That's how he's breaking it down. We're not going to walk on eggshells. We got to be crystal clear. The guy is trying to break it down. He has a choice. See, this is how I feel about people coming out with videos instead of straight going to the person when something goes down. LeVar is right there. They say you took this money. Go over to the man's house and you show him the paperwork. Don't put a video out smiling, talking about you and Bor Bor right off the bat. You get accused of something. You go to LeVar, your business partner, and that's the first person you talk to and you make it right with him. If you have children, you walk into a room and you say, who took the candy off the table? The first person speaks up saying, oh, it could have been him. It could have been them. It could have been this person. And blah, blah, blah. The, the one who's talking the most, they took the candy. He's squealing too much. If I throw a rock in a, in a pig's pen, whoever squeals is the one to hit. I don't yeah. know all he did, but I know he's not innocent of everything because of his negativity. If you did nothing, there's no reason to behave the way you've done. I don't have to know everything that this person did and everything they didn't do. We know you did something and we got to call you out on it. When we call, see a spade, we call it a spade. You're wrong. And that's point blank period. And that goes for anybody on YouTube making videos, going at somebody and they didn't address the person first point blank period. So that's the reason why we know that there's some issue with the brand is because ESPN released an article that had quotes in it from Lonzo, had quotes in it from LeVar. We seen Lonzo go on the shop. We seen LeVar go on ESPN. We heard more from the family before you heard anything from Alan Foster. And I watched some of his stuff. So one of the points he was making is that, like you said, if you accusing me of stealing some stuff, then let's sit down and let's talk about it. We found out that Alan Foster was in jail. The accountant is making statements. All, all of this information that probably should never be out there, majorly private information that we yeah, know. Mm-hmm. And, and that stuff came out before Alan Foster had a YouTube channel. I'm not saying that because of this don't mean that he didn't do anything wrong. But I'm saying that, like you said this earlier with the podcast, if all of us got this podcast, all of a sudden I'm sitting here waiting on the next episode and then I hear another podcast and everybody on the YouTube talking about how they all done kicked me out the podcast, whatever, and all of this stuff. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to have to make a video to defend myself because y'all won't talk to me about it on the, you know what I mean? Live. So that that's the way I, I, I kind of respect where he coming from. Being around them, there's a lot of cash. In in his uh in the statements from like the accountant, he was like, "Damn, nobody do cash like this. Like y'all tripping. Like why are you? You know what I mean? They show some of those emails, and it did make sense. Like he paid a lot of people in cash. Like we can't act like that. Lavar and Lonzo came out first talking about Allen because silence sometimes is deafening. If you get accused of something and you don't come out and talk to the people who you call your brother, then of course they're when they get asked a question." They didn't even really go at him. They just like, yeah, it hurt. Lonzo was like, it hurt me. That's not a big thing. Like he's coming at Allen. He's like, you know, it really hurt me. You know, LeVar, when they finally asked him 
on the you know the Fox News in Australia, he kind of he finally addressed it, but he wasn't going on on a press conference. It's the fact that Allen's silence meant everything. So okay, you like to go overseas and all this, and so maybe you were already there and you didn't run, but you didn't run back. You didn't run home and say, "Oh, that's an easy fix. I'll show you what happened." It it would have it was that easy. It wasn't as uh, hard as people say. Like they found out that it was Allen did it. They weren't going to give him a chance to explain himself. No, of course Lavar was willing and ready. You see the little thing where Lonzo tells him on Facebook. That's not how it all went down. They kind of replayed that to let you see, just so they can capture it. But in real life, Lavar was hitting Allen up. Lavar was ready to sit down and get everything. Lavar didn't know that he had went to jail. If y'all brothers. Wouldn't it come up at some point that you spent five years in prison? I don't know if any of that's true. LeVar is from Compton. Yeah. I don't believe that if he would have known that Allen had been to jail, he'd have been like, I can't mess with you because you've been locked up. From the hood, everybody done been locked up. Like, that's Facts. how they do black people in America. This is where it's tough for me because I don't want to get on the end where I feel like I'm defending Allen Foster. But I also, I think that me personally feel like I have to then take up the mantle sometimes for folks who like get the raw deal when when I realize that like maybe they don't deserve as much of a raw deal as possible. And I think that if you brothers and family, when ESPN call you and say, damn, did you know Alan Foster went to jail? Did you know this stuff? Then you say no comment and then you go holler at him. You don't say, well, I didn't know that. Man, that's crazy. Let me give you my thoughts and opinions on, on my homeboy. That's how I think you would handle that. And I think that that's where it just feels messy for me on both ends. And I don't think that it needed to be that messy. I feel like they could have handled it behind closed doors. Like none of us should even know. Worst case scenario, we should have looked up one day and then been like, damn, Alan Foster not even on the, on the Ball in the Family show no more. Yeah, definitely. I really feel like they could have held it behind closed doors. Like, they should have held this privately, man. Like, but I honestly feel like, man, once Lonzo found out that this man stole that much money from him, I felt like he was so frustrated that he just started to just rat Allen out. But I really feel like Lonzo Ball probably ended up saying some stuff that he was not supposed to because he was so upset that Allen Foster stole money from him when he thought Allen Foster was there for him. Allegedly. Yeah, (laughs) allegedly. That's important. But here's the thing, though. It wasn't like Lonzo, Lavar, or whatever started like running, accusing Alan of this. It was ESPN that came to Lonzo with the story, saying, "Listen, we found out this about Alan. Did you know this?" Because of that, I just feel like there's so much more to this than anyone knows, and I don't think there's enough evidence from either side for us to jump to conclusions like we know what's going yeah. on. So much stuff went on behind the scenes that we have no idea about, and truthfully, only Lavar and I think Alan know what really happened. Yeah. I'm asking the question, then why, why Ramona Shelburne come up to me and say, man, we ran a background check on Alan Foster. We checked the paperwork on the business and, and corporations and all. I'm asking her, why are you looking that up anyway? Facts. Come on. What, facts. What's, what's the Trying to tell the brand apart. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So when I realized that the reason why you're looking it up is because you're trying to tell it apart, I have to mm. question what you're telling me now because your motives is not to help me out. You're not trying mm. to like, save the brand and there's a snake in here and you trying to discover it yeah. and, and it's between us you your intentions is to tear stuff down i would have curved her and then like i said i would have dealt with it behind the scenes and i wish that they would have done that man and and from what i hear from talking to people from who like work within the brand and stuff like that it just all of that got ugly internally you know what i mean yeah i feel like somebody did start that when it comes when it comes to alan foster's background by him going to jail i really feel like somebody just milked some information or found some information about Alan Foster and just made it bigger. 
I really feel like LeVar Ball knew Allen went to jail. Like, come on, man. Like, LeVar knew Allen's background and stuff. It just, he had trust in him. He allowed Allen and the family, and the whole family, the whole Ball family trusted Allen. They knew about his background. They didn't care about none of that because they, they put their trust in him. They felt like he was going to change it. He was not going to make that mistake again. But somehow yeah, I, somebody found that information, and they just, you know, and they told the world. I don't believe that. And the reason why I don't believe that is because it depends on your charges. It depends on your charges. If you ever been to jail or been to visit somebody in jail, anywhere on the prison mentality, everything depends on your charge. So I've been to jail. He been to jail. She been to jail. You come around and we ask you what you been to jail for. If you say for touching kids, now you're X'd out. You're, oh, yeah. you're, in a, you're in a whole nother category. So seeing the fact that LeVar wanted to bring him into a type of business that he's working on, the charges would have mattered. I don't think going to jail, he wouldn't have cared about that. But when he said, man, what you what you go to jail for? Soon as he mentioned some con artist type of stuff, if you read what he's been to jail for, you'll be like, oh, man, he got down on people like that that way. It yeah. would throw up red flags. So I honestly think he didn't know because it is what type of charges that that's a red flag if you're going to go in business. Now, if you sell, if you sold drugs, OK, you were unfortunate and you tried to make some money. OK, whatever. Oh, you, you had a violent crime in the past. People fight sometimes. But those type of things, you know, if you're going to go in business, somebody you ain't going to do it when you find out those charges. What if LeVar Ball found out that Allen had these charges later during the, like, you know, what if LeVar Ball found out like a year, you know what I'm saying? Like after the big baller brand already was established and stuff like that. They grown give you so that. much together. They grown so much together. He was just like, man, look, I know what you did in the past, but I'm just going to keep it a secret and let's just keep growing this brand and everything. Because why would LeVar Ball be like, man, Allen, I can't keep working with you just because your past after all of the success they yeah. gained together? Like, come on, man. You just got to think of it like that. And there's a reason, there has to be a reason why LeVar brought him in anyway. He realized that you got some type of business acumen that would be beneficial to us. So either Alan was doing something in business that LeVar seen something in post him getting out of jail, and it didn't even matter what he was doing before he went to jail, or he either seen the stuff that he went to jail for and was like, oh, you was moving with that kind of money? You know what I'm saying? So like- Ah, uh, you reaching that, oh not, man. No, I don't, I don't, nah, that's not how I stopped that. I, I'm not saying that he was saying like, yo, you a scam, people teach me how to do that. And that's not what I meant. What I'm saying is that he realized that he had some type of business experience running a company and, and maybe he could be of some service. So either that happened after mm. Alan Foster got jailed or he realized that before Alan Foster got jail. And what it seems like is that they met after he got out. So some yeah. in that interim, he must have been doing something that was right in order for them to want to bring him in. Go ahead, DK. LeVar can't say that he doesn't know that Chris Rivers snitched his way out of jail. So, I mean, if you, you hire one person who's been convicted of being a con artist, get taken advantage of by him. And then the next thing you do is bring someone else who's also had not similar, I mean, his own dealings with the federal government. Yeah. I mean, but that's a question. That, yeah. though, is different because the NCAA in itself is a crime syndicate in the way <laughs> that they rob people all the time. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> him actually paying people money and, and that being the crime is, like, you were giving out money that you shouldn't have been giving to people is different than, like, I was taking money from people. You know what I mean? Like Big difference. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, we get on here and I feel like I'd be trying to defend Alan Foster a little bit. I want to say some good shit about LeVar because I think he's a dope person. Knowing or not knowing whether what Alan Foster's background was shows like the type of guy who LeVar is as far as letting people in. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if he did know you had a criminal record, 
and he let you into the family and and have that type of role because he believed in you. That say something about him. If he didn't know and he didn't even ask and he just felt like you could, you know what I mean? Like that's been my experience with him. That's the thing that I appreciate about him is that when I first met them the first time in like Chicago, he was in Lithuania on the FaceTime and he was like, yo, AB, what's up, man? Your videos. And like, he's always been a genuine person where to me, I don't think that it would matter if Alan Foster, like you said, was a drug dealer, if he was a con artist, if he was whatever, as long as he was genuine with LeVar mm-hmm. and long as he came across like he had the boy's best interest in heart, I think that LeVar is the type of person who would have like gave him a shot regardless. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's how I feel, man. I honestly feel like he didn't know. I really feel like LeVar Ball did not know about Alan's background at first, but it's just the fact that you know, Allen was so genuine with LeVar. He was honest. And basically, I just really feel like LeVar Ball just gave Allen his trust. Like, they trusted Allen. The whole family trusted Allen. So even when they found out Allen, you know, had a crazy background, they already trusted him in the family. They felt like he was not going to make that mistake again. And they felt like, you know, you end up going to jail, you got to jail, and you you get a big opportunity to work with a big, you know, a brand like Big Baller Brand. Who would want to, like, sabotage that? Who would want to destroy that? Definitely for a second opportunity in your life. So they really, truly felt like Alan Foster was going to be on their side. Just because this is his second chance. And on top of that, this is a big opportunity. From what I have learned from being around them is that what made this appealing to Alan Foster was because, yes, it was a big opportunity, but it was something that he could be in control of. Listening to LeVar and all of them, they'll talk about Alan Foster and, and some of these other like great business ideals that he'd be a part of. And for some reason, like he'd say go left and they'd be like, ah, but let's go right. And then right at the right at the finish line, they would go right and they would fumble the ball. Kind of what seems to have happened with BBB. But that's like been a track record for all of these different things. I, I heard stories about like fashion companies with his ex-girl. He was working with uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, all of these different things that like he had his hands in and like right before it was supposed to take off, something happened. So then that is why whenever the shit was, was like at his about to start budding, it was a great opportunity for everybody involved is what it seemed like. So, But yet again, right before it takes off, all of a sudden, yeah. Adam, all of a sudden he's out. And yeah. you have to remember when he was in that prison, that I think it was a federal prison, and they bugged his, tapped his phone. He said, you know, I won't make the same mistakes I did. In the future, they won't be able to touch me. I have lawyers upon lawyers in between me and no one will get to me. Well, we don't know where he's at, but we know we have his lawyer inside the court filing things. Everything he said he was going to do, he did. He's thinking that he's five steps ahead. He, he's got a plan. He, he, you could tell by just his videos, he's smug and he thinks he's yeah. exactly what he's doing. So when I hear things like that, it becomes suspect to me as well. And this is just like the honest thing is, is that regardless of if he did it or not, I do believe that he's smart enough to where he knows he's not going to get caught, period. If he say, I got the paperwork, he going to present it. And you know what I mean? I believe that whatever he say, he was in position or is in position to prove whatever he said to be true. And I think that when you listen to him talking his videos, he reiterates that point all the time of like, yes, whether I you say I did it or not, but can you prove it? You have to prove it in the court of law. 
Yeah, and that's so what makes it tougher to burn. He may never get caught if he did do something, and we may never get to the bottom of it. That's one gripe I have against Lavar. Yes, people, I have a gripe against Lavar. I don't agree with everything he says. One thing he did, you know, he prepared his sons for basketball, but he didn't prepare them for business, and he let them run free in public school, be with their friends, unsupervised things like this, where your kids are going to take on the mind of what's popular of society. And then you think that you're going to go into business with them if you have an independent mind. But at this point, your kids don't have an independent mind. They don't have a business mind. Half of it is about business. And that's why you heard Ron Artest and Master P when they was on TMZ talking about learning the other half and players being broke after playing because you got to learn the other half. So if anything LeVar could have done is he could have really let them take some extracurriculum classes. He could have actually researched it more himself and had them ready to know the business and then ready for triple B's to be handed to them. In LeVar's grand scheme, it was, I'm going to have these three boys, they're going to be pro players, and they're going to go to NBA. And I believe that over time, he evolved into the big baller brand idea. From what I have been told is like a lot of big decisions to push it into the brand that it is today came from like Alan Foster. And that's probably why the boys were not 100% equipped to be handled the business because they've been just preparing to be NBA players. And then like once the like, damn, we actually doing this and it's bigger than life. LeVar, honestly, LeVar didn't want the boys to be focused on the business because when you just look at Lonzo Ball, he's focused on the big ball brand and look how much is affecting his game. Just imagine they had to deal with this before, you know, mm -hmm. like they had to, LeVar wanted the boys to just focus on their game. It's like he did that on purpose because he wanted the boys to just focus on basketball and he was going to handle the business himself. And as you can see now that the business is getting, you know, in between the boys playing basketball and stuff, look how much it's affecting Lonzo for a prime example. And even LaMelo right now, LaMelo's even going through it. He's not even in the league yet. So yeah. LeVar already knew this was going to happen. That's why he always tried to, like, you know, separate the business and the boys playing basketball. Look at Julian Newman and the Newman family. A big name got a, a, a brand or whatever, but he hasn't reached the, like, levels of basketball success, obviously because he's short, but... It may be because he wasn't just solely focused on basketball. He Come was on, trying man. to be a no. prodigy. He's five foot. That's why. That's the only reason. Five foot. <laughs> that's yeah. the only reason. Yeah. That's, 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 that's probably a bit, but I, I, you I disagree. get what I'm saying. I disagree. I mean, you, if you teach a child while they're something young, they're going to have it. It's not going to get in the way. They went to school, didn't they? And they played basketball. And so they could have learned that that subject. Um, yeah. but we, we're we're, we're going to wrap it up. And I want to get everybody's final take. I still got to address the elephant in the room because I did release a video recently. This is how I make thumbnails. I'll make a video and then I'll make a thumbnail and I'll keep reading it, see if it looks right. If it doesn't, it only looked right when I put DKM as a snake. And I was like, they're going to click it. And so it's half of the business I made. And I didn't want to come out and say that he is a snake, but that's what the thumbnail looked right. Kind of take it back and say he may not be a snake, but he does some snaky things. And the thumbnail is just is what it is. I want to hear from you, DKM, why you decided to put that video out just the way you did. I didn't even mention your name in the video, bro. The reason I put out that video, and I'm going to explain this more in R-rated DKM's official comeback out of retirement. AB knows what that's all about, but listen. I was getting sent little snippets of things you were saying in your live streams at 3 a.m. in the morning when I was sleeping, thinking I wouldn't hear them. All right, all, all I can say is tread lightly because there's more in the chamber. With the content, I put it out, and I put it on point. And that's the reason I'm coming fast. So if, if you want to make that mistake, you know, that's all good with me. No, no mistake, bro. <laughs> no mistake, G. 
Did you say AB knows what that's about? What did, did I get some R rated DKM at some point? No, I know you saw them Denise Ezzy videos. Okay, gotcha. And the Jordan Ray one as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. final thoughts. Everybody's final thoughts. Well, um, honestly, for LaMelo Ball, like I said, LaMelo, he just needs to um, get ready for the 2020 NBA draft. We all know he's going to be a top three pick. So he just needs to stay focused and just make sure he can still get bigger, stay in that weight room, and just, you know, just focus on basketball. Don't worry about the big baller brand right now. I just want LaMelo to just focus on basketball. He's about to enter the NBA. For Alonzo, same thing for him. He just need to focus on basketball. This season is his best season so far. Alonzo has been, you know, impressing a lot of people. Like, he's been impressing a lot of people this year. I feel like LeVar Ball right now just need to straight focus on Lianzo. Get Lianzo in the lead. Your boy, Alonzo and Zion, Pelicans, do the right thing. Make that work. LaMelo, you preparing for this the NBA draft. Put time into your craft while you out here grinding and, and going there. Don't forget about don't forget about the brand and how that helped. Don't forget about the other teammates, JBA folks, and all of that stuff. Keep all that in mind as you ascend into the heights that you're about to ascend to. And then, uh, as far as Alan Foster go, I think that it'll be interesting to see how this whole thing play out with the lawsuits and all of that stuff. It's a touchy subject. I think that for a lot of the fans of the brand, while I do get how it's so easy to just jump to like, yo, you're a terrible person. You shut down the brand, but also realize that like one, he is a person, but then also too, like there is two sides to the story. And also he just maybe have done it. So it just, just realize that man, it's all over the place at the moment with the BBB, but it's a dope storyline and it'd be hella entertaining. All right. Lonzo and Zion top five best duo in the league right now, if they are allowed to go. Uh, LaMelo leaving the NBL is a is a good decision. Do your thing, young fellow. Rumble. LaVar, keep your head up, man. You know, like I said in my Suge Knight, LaVar, <laughs> we riding with you. Keep your head up. And then Alan Foster, you read what you sow. No matter if you get away with it and you've calculated all the proof that you have, you're going to read what you sow. You got to worry about a greater judgment than just a judge. Or are you sitting in Bora Bora sipping on cocktails and all that? It will catch up with you, whatever you did, whether it's good or it's bad. On the other situation, I'm cocked and loaded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we said in the last podcast that Melo Ball is going to make or break Big Baller Brand. It all seems to be shifting towards his hands now. Yeah, sellout, as LeVar would call him, then he can take his money. I think the brand dies with that. But if he decides to fully invest and give the brand another go, we might see Big Baller Brand reach the heights we originally thought it could. As for Lonzo and Zion, I don't think anything needs to be said. Just tune into Pelicans games when they're alongside each other and you'll see what them two are all about. I don't think you could find a better match for Lonzo than Zion Williamson because it's just, they're perfect. Like, perfect. No gay shit. They're, well, they should just get married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, super oh, As for Alan Foster, yeah, people seem to, bro, it drives me crazy, right? When everyone's standing one way, just piling on someone, right? Just because I'm trying to look at things from a different perspective and see the bigger picture and learn, like like I said, none of us really know what's going on. AB probably has about as much information as anyone. But from the outside, the only evidence there to suggest that he has done anything is that he has a past for doing something that's supposedly similar along those lines. I just need to see more evidence before I'm going to jump to the conclusion. And we'll see that evidence in the courtroom. And Alan Foster, if you want to hop on an interview with your boy in London, <laughs> I'm right here. I'm willing to do that. <laughs> All right, guys. That was the second edition of the Big Ballers podcast. Keep up with us. Go ahead and like it. Subscribe to the channel. We got a lot more coming. We got some surprises for y'all, too. 
We're going to get to everything you want to hear. Thanks for joining again. All right. Peace. Peace. Tink again. We out. All right, DK. I'm just signing into the building. We about to come crazy with tonight's video. I'm going. Peace.